Brother Jeff's prayer, he mentioned the things that we uh, take for granted. Lord, ask the Lord's forgiveness for, for those things. And, and of course, uh, one of the things that's really in my mind now is the natural rain that we typically, we just get. And of course, being born and raised in Houston, we got rain. <laughs> With, whether we liked it or not, whether we needed it or not, but the Lord saw fit to rain upon. We need rain, and so we need to continue to pray for, for that uh, and, and all the other things. that uh, What a wonderful thing to, to pray for, uh, to cause, that God would cause us not to take things for granted and uh, not to come to the point of having to be shown by God those things that we take for granted. Uh, pray that, that that's the case. Um, I'm going to go to the book of, of uh, Nehemiah. That is the book right after Ezra, where I uh, opened up last Sunday for Brother Mark. Uh, but in just to to set up what I have on my mind, uh, lay this out. Uh, you all, I'm sure, already knowing this, but uh, uh, Ezra, um, the prophet, his his prophecy was all about the rebuilding of the temple after uh, King Cyrus had allowed him to go and rebuild the temples, make, given supplies and so forth to to do that from Babylon. It was the end of the seventy year bondage of Israel, uh, of, of Judah, uh, and so uh, you think 70 years, for us now, many times that's an entire lifetime. They, were, they, they went, they did as they were told, they built houses, they raised their families and so forth there, and so at this point, some came back to Jerusalem, to Israel, to Judah, um, and so Ezra prophesied in the beginning of the, the building of the temple here in the fourth, fourth uh, chapter of Ezra, that last verse, it says, Then ceased the work of the house of God, which is at Jerusalem. So it ceased unto the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Uh, so that it ceased, and we're aware of, of that. And, you know, and as I speak on some of these things. I, I'm conflicted. I, uh, uh, my mind sometimes becomes chaotic at best in, because I don't typically, I typically personally don't find or don't see in teaching, uh, spirituality. God blessing that and be, that being, I think if I just got up here and read all those genealogies and so forth, first thought is that, that cannot possibly be an uplifting, edifying, spiritual sermon and so forth. And where I'm going to go in Nehemiah in a moment, uh, I, I kind of have that same thing. But I know God can touch these things, but he can also give us as ministers in delivering the message uh, uh, the, the the correct balance of that because we're, spo- we're supposed to be apt to teach in that. And so there are things and there's historical facts 
that are underneath, that are be, uh, behind these things in God's Word, uh, and uh, that, are, that are truths, just like, and I, I don't want to say that these are not facts, but uh, they're scenarios, they're situations. These were people. These were the children of God. These, this was the promised people here. Uh, and, but to learn of some of these things, these situations, and then apply them to our lives. There's the blessing. And also, uh, the chapter that I'll go to in Nehemiah, it points to Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and draws my mind solidly to Jesus, the, the only begotten Son of God Almighty. But so this, the work ceased here, and, and then the first verse in the fifth chapter of Ezra says, Then the prophets Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edo prophesied unto the Jews that were at Judah and Jerusalem in the name of God, the God of Israel, even unto them. Um, and so, the, and it says, Then rose up Zerubbabel. So we have Ezra, Zerubbabel, he came back. To, uh, to Judah, uh, and then we have, after that, we have Nehemiah that comes back. Ezra uh, was to come back. His prophecy was about the rebuilding of temple, the temple. Uh, that was destroyed uh, by the king of Babylon, destroyed, uh, and not only the temple, but Jerusalem, the city itself. Sometimes I, I forget, uh, and I, there's this city there, and there were walls around this city, and then inside there's there's the temple, and, and all. Uh, Nehemiah came back, uh, and his prophecy uh, was about the real rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem, not the temple. And and I and as I think of ministers, God called ministers, bishops, and then I think of the apostles. One thing that is the same is. Uh, Nehemiah was not to come back to Judah, to Jerusalem, and prophesy and get into the work that God gave Ezra. It's not his, it's not his place. It's not his job. Ezra, he was not concerned with the walls of Jerusalem. Now, they needed those for protection, but God had it well in hand. He knew, and he knew who he was going to call to prophesy his prophecy, his messages, same today. Now, uh, now tr try to judge as a human being uh, riddled with sin, striving to do as God would have us to do, then think about the, the conflict and, and, and there in, in your mind and in your heart of trying, uh, striving to do what God would have you to do, whether it be just subject matter for a sermon uh, or uh, where to go uh, to serve God, Jesus Christ, as a church member, as a child of God, as a minister, doesn't matter, any of that. So that's, the, but they, and so they did that. Uh, Ezra and then Zerubbabel, and so and we and I tell you what, right there in the fifth chapter, the first first and second verses, then at this point, where where I left you was they ceased building the temple, and then Haggai and Zechariah came in, and so you can jump over and read, even though they're way at the end of the Old Testament, go read Haggai and Zechariah, and you can see you can see their their prophecies, and it exactly fits in here. 
so uh, you can do that now then. But Nehemiah, uh, he is uh, to uh, prophesy on the subject and, and also assist in the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. And whatever time it took uh, to rebuild the temple, uh, we're given some details uh, in God's word on the timing of things. We know that they were in Babylon, captivity, 70 years, because that's what God, and, and he, he told them ahead of time. That, that, just that little fact amazes me. God told them. Uh, now, in... Uh, <clears throat> The sixth chapter of Nehemiah, I'll jump here, then I'll switch chapters, but I want to bring this to your attention. In the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem, and these walls are massive. This isn't like one of these walls, certainly in a building nowadays, or even a brick wall you see around some neighborhoods. They're pretty thick. You might see one, wow, that's a foot thick. We're talking like eight, eight feet thick. And, 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 and tall and so forth. But, so how long did it take to rebuild these things? And who all, who all assisted? Uh, chapter 6, verse 15 says, So the wall was finished in the 20 and 5th day of the month Elul in 50 and 2 days. 52 days it took to build these walls. That's miraculous. And, and I, I tell you what, if you don't, believe that or understand that, go out tomorrow when it's 110 degrees out here and no shade, no cloud, and, and start, you know, mix your concrete and that, and build a wall and see how you feel. And think about that. And in 52 days, they built this. Well, God was in it. He blessed them, and he had to be. And when we look through chapter 3, the third chapter of Nehemiah, uh, is what's on my mind, uh, We'll see the miracle in that, too. It's not, now, here we, we go out, you know, uh, whether it be a, ch- a church, the visible, uh, the uh, uh, literal church, a local body, uh, or uh, a, a family, or, or uh, right now we're going through some stuff in our, our homeowners association. We, you go out and get three bids. You pick the best one. And all you get them to come do it, do the job, and all that. That well, we can see some of that in here. God already knew, and Nehemiah knew the people that would build this wall. It's one wall around Jerusalem, and and I, and I hate now. I, for, I forgot. I should have sent out a map that I had to show some of these gates and so forth in in this, uh, but uh, and where they were. But I'll try to bring that out. And maybe send it to you later. Uh, but. Um, uh, here we knew, and, and it's, a, it's a group of people, certainly, and they did not allow certain ones to, to assist, and others they did. Uh, before, before I begin in, in the first verse of chapter 3, I'm going to go to Jeremiah, the first chapter. Let's uh, a lot of the shows that we we the mysteries and stuff that we watch on uh, uh, television. They'll have flashbacks. They'll they'll go to scenes that happen, and they'll say sometimes if they're nice, they'll say, "Okay, ten years before ago, uh, fifty years 
we go, I get easily confused in these shows. Like, wait, is this today? I didn't know this guy was in here. You know, but so let me go back here in uh, Jeremiah, first chapter, the 13th verse. Just a couple of verses here. Jeremiah 1, 13. And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time, saying, What seest thou? Uh, and I said, I see a seething pot, and the face thereof is toward the north. So he's looking north and sees a seething pot. I think of a boiling, boiling pot. Then the Lord said unto me, Out of the north... And evil shall break forth upon all the inhabitants of the land. So out of the north. So Jeremiah, he, yeah, this, is, this is out of the north that he sees this. The Lord confirms that. There's an evil shall break forth. For lo, I will call all the families of the kingdoms of the, of the north, saith the Lord. And they shall come and they shall set every one his throne at the entering uh, of the gates of Jerusalem, and against all the walls thereof, round about, and against all the cities of Judah. This is prophesying the attack of the king of Babylon. They came from the north. I'll tie that into the third chapter. In fact, in the, in the first verse, I will. Uh, so they came from the north. And then he says, uh, here's the reason for this. And I will utter my judgments against them, touching all their wickedness, who have forsaken me and have burned incense to other gods and worshiped the works of their own hands. So it's not only other gods. They're not only guilty of idolatry in that respect, uh, but worshiped the work of their own hands. I, uh, I, I don't think, well, I know for a fact, literally, I'm not guilty of that first one. I have not ever worshipped some god. I don't have uh, statues bowing down. So, but I tell you what, the worshipping, the works of my own hands, I have been guilty of that. Well, look at what I've done. I'm so proud of that. Whether it be something physical that I can show someone... Uh, or and of course, and it, I, I tell them, don't look too closely at what I just built. Don't look, don't touch it. It may fall over and all. But or something that I just do. Think, oh, I have a talent at this or that or a gift, and then worship the works. And so God uh, saw that as wickedness, and He He uh, brought His judgment, perfect judgment upon His people. Uh, and and so it's it's out of the north now. Uh, Nehemiah 3.1, then uh, Eliashib, the high priest, so this is who this is, speaking of, rose up with his brethren, the priests. So we have the high priest and the priests. That's who this is, this is talking about here. Uh, and they builded the sheep gate. They sanctified it and set up the doors of it. Even under the tower of Mea, they sanctified it. That's been said twice, emphasized twice there. Unto the tower of Hananiel. Uh, so at this point, this is the beginning of the process of rebuilding the walls of Jer Jerusalem. 
And I always thought when it would say, and you can go back and see where where uh, the the walls, the temple, uh, the walls were were broken down. The gates were burned. They were burned away. And I'm like, well, how much how much wood would they have had? Well, they had mostly stone and so forth, the strong uh, walls and so forth. But the gates were were burned, uh, and so they builded the sheep gate. Depending on where you go to read and research this, uh, and here in, in the third chapter, we have ten different gates. Of, this is Jerusalem, not talking about the temple. That's, that's, that's a separate project. That's a separate uh, uh, entity in itself. These are the walls around Jerusalem, and they needed these walls. Think of the, the walls of the, of the church and, and how we are to be watchmen on the walls or to watch for that because they couldn't they didn't do this in a vacuum they they were be they had to, they had to be, be armed and so forth for the adversaries to uh, the, to attack them at any time and yet still 52 days 52 days they built this these this this wall not these walls this wall the sheep gate if you look on a Map again. I'll try to send this to you if you're interested. If not, you need to hit delete. But uh, uh, the sheep gate was in the north. Jeremiah's prophecy came true. Well, it's God prophesying through Jeremiah. Every prophecy of God and promise of God it comes to be. It happens. Everyone, everyone. So it's from the north. This sheep gate, and there's other significance to this. I will not go through every single gate. <laughs> there have been books written, and, and, and to see the gospel in those, uh, whether it be eight to twelve gates, that different timings uh, the wall, the city had, the wall had. Um, so they, uh, they, they, they started and they rebuilt the sh- uh, sheep gate. Now, notice that they sanctified it. They consecrated it. This gate, that's the only one. You go through all the rest of this third chapter, and it's nice. It's, it's The whole process is in the third chapter of Nehemiah. If you go through the whole thing, they didn't uh, sanctify, consecrate any other gate. Just this one. Um, now, uh, as I get into this sheep gate, and this is the only one that I'll emphasize, but in... Uh, Oh, I, I should know this. Should have this memorized. Isaiah fifty-three, the uh, seventh, seventh chapter, a seventh verse. I'm sorry, of the fifty-third chapter. So I think I may want to get a second verse while I'm going there. Isaiah fifty-three and seven. Speaking of Jesus Christ, prophesying of Jesus Christ here, says, He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. So we've seen a description, well known by everyone, of Jesus Christ. uh, Opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers, is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. So he's he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. That sheep gate there, 
That's the gate that as the, uh, as the children of Israel, as, as Israel itself brought their sacrifices to the house of God, to the temple, that's where they brought their sacrifices in. And, and presented them, or and of course it was a, we, we can get into uh, uh, Jesus and the money changers and so forth, but they would bring them, other times they would purchase sacrifices. I've described the sacrifices that pointed to Jesus Christ before. This is the gate, there all the sacrifices entered right there. All those sheep, all those years. And, and uh, so I, I think of, uh, of course, from the time the temple was rebuilt right here, and before and then after and then through that uh, 400 years of silence from God and then into Matthew and those writings of the Gospels and the New Testament, all the sheep that were brought through the sheep gate. That's an easy one to remember the name of that gate. There are others. It's, it's more difficult. One of them is the old gate. And people that have gone, well, all of them look old. Well, there were specific gates. There were reasons. There were reasons that we call things uh, now. You know, you have uh, things that in, in Texas that we have uh, the, our vernacular and st- stuff that we call things, even in the church and so forth. But anyway, this gate here was where all the sheep came in. It is the gate that Jesus Christ himself entered, came and went, uh, but at least one time uh, so he, he came in another, in his triumphant entry, triumphant entry into Jerusalem. But this is the one he came in as, a, as it were, a lamb for the slaughter. He came in with the other sacrifices. He came and went. Now, I can prove one time that he, uh, uh, that he did this in John chapter 5. Uh, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. So he goes up to Jerusalem. This is where he heals a man. He's waiting by the pool of Bethesda. Now, there is at Jerusalem, by the sheep market, a pool. It's a gate. It's, that's the gate. By that sheep gate. So I look back here, and I, I get into this stuff where I can look back here. and This is the same place that Jesus walked. He came and went there in his temple, in God's temple. He came and went, yet he came as a sacrifice. He did not exit that gate going to Golgotha, to Calvary, where he was crucified on his steps that he took. And then when they placed that, laid that uh, beam, that cross on him, that he, and then, and then he had to have help and so forth. But he went out there because the uh, Golgotha, Calvary, where he was crucified, is on the western side of uh, Jerusalem. Uh, Gethsemane is on the eastern side. So he came in over there, or he came in through the Sheep Gate. Anyway, then he said, uh, says, uh, Now there is at Jerusalem by the Sheep Market, or gate, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. So they describe some stuff here, and then he. this is where in the 8th verse he told the man, Rise up, take thy bed, and walk. He had no one to help him to the pool when the angel stirred up the water that he might be healed. Everyone else always beat him to that pool, Bethesda. Jesus Christ healed him right there. And then later on, I'm not going to go back there now, but later on, uh, so what? instead of the, the Jews being amazed and 
and this miracle, and he's healed and so forth. It's like, oh, this is a Sabbath. He shouldn't have done that. So, but they didn't understand. I don't want to get into any of that. So, uh, it's on the north side, the sheep gate. Uh, and uh, so, uh, Jesus came and went through there uh, at that time. I know that uh, in the time of Jesus, Herod had added on and, and made improvements to the temple uh, and to Jerusalem itself. But uh, So, that gives you a picture. It's on the north side. Uh Now I'm going to go pretty quickly through all, all this, certainly not reading, uh, but just bits. But it lists, it lists the ones that built this wall. The emphasis is going to be, and if you go back and if you go and read it, and, and I know a lot of you have read it along with, well, in the entire Bible, uh, but uh, it, it is a, a group of persons and families that are building this wall. And you, you think, and also, and keep in the back of your mind the church today. Uh, I could list out each family by name, the families that are here today. And, 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 and also, it's a, it's a, a conglomeration of, of families and individuals uh, that are doing this building. And so even in that, so if you think of the statement I'm about to make, it was, uh, again, in, in, within this miracle of 52 days or at all, that all these built the wall. They all built parts of it, sections of it. It wasn't like this group of contractors that just went, started at the sheep gate. Okay, that's done. And by the way, they went west. They came around that way. They ended up back at the sheep gate. Uh, so it wasn't just contract, and they built the whole wall. No, each of these people and families and individuals and priests and leaders built their section. How did it not fall down? You know, you have a couple of three people working on some project, building something, a house, whatever. If they're not together on it, it's going to crumble. It will fall. That needs God's presence and his blessing in, in that as, as, a, as they had that here. And so they go through, and again, I'll, and I'll read this second verse just to set this up. It says, and next to uh, unto him, uh, Eliashib, uh, also, this is the only place you see the priests. The high priest and the priest were building, they re- built this sheep gate. A lot of times, Tell you what, ministers can get the reputation of not helping and assisting in physical work. Uh, I, and maybe this, yeah, I talked about families. Maybe this is different. I was different. And, and the saying is, well, my dad didn't raise me that way. <laughs> he always went out, and whether it be at the church, at home, wherever it was, and we, and he took me with him, and we did the work. We did it. So, uh, so, and, and yet, I think of him as a pastor, as, as a minister, uh, then. And then now, we cannot neglect the work for which we were called. Preach the word. Preach the word. That's it. That's a, uh, Paul said, I came not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. 
That's why we're here. That's what the, with the blessing and the gift that we have from God. But the priesthood built this gate and then sanctified it. But next to him builded the men of Jericho, and next to them builded Zachar, uh, the son of Emery. So, and then it goes to the fish gate. Fish gate is just uh, is is uh, west of the sheep gate. A couple of towers between. You'll see on a map. You may already have one pulled up instead of listening to me. I hope not. But anyway, uh, so uh, so it goes through. It tells the individuals, the families, even tells their profession. Uh, and we'll see in a moment. So I'll go on and hit these points and then and move on and wrap it up. Um, now, the, uh, in the fifth verse, as it continues, And next to unto them the Tekoites repaired, but their nobles, and, uh, their nobles put not their necks to the work of their Lord. So it is their Lord, but they put not their necks to that work. The nobles of the Tekoites. Uh, we'll see in a minute. Those were some of also some of the the adversaries. They were against against this. But so we have now the nobles, their leaders, their leadership. They were going to get their hands dirty in this. Uh, in the eighth verse, next unto him repaired. Ozeel, the son of Hariah, of the goldsmiths, the goldsmiths, next unto him also repaired Hananiah, the son of one of the apothecaries, and they fortified Jerusalem unto the broad wall. So they had parts, a section that they built. We'll also see that many of these, it says next... It, in, in the verses, it says, next to their house, next to their house, uh, beside their chamber. A lot of these, uh, you talk about working from home today like we have done, and some of us still at least part-time do, they were right there at their house. Now, if I'm building something with my house, I want it to stand. In fact, I never want to see it, touch it again. Programmers, I've mentioned the same way. You, you code something, you do some work with the program. You don't have to go back. Here, let me put a Band-Aid on this, patch that. Yeah, you understand. You don't. Well, you want it to work. Uh, anyway, and so, uh, uh, so you, but so the, certainly by your house, this was a wall that would protect them from the enemy. Our enemy today is Satan himself. So that's that's who we're watchful. Four, uh, but think about this: the goldsmiths and uh, son of one of the apothecaries. So you have goldsmiths. Doesn't talk about gold in this in this wall. It's stone, massive, massive stone that they're they're building this with. An apothecary. I think of a druggist, a, a pharmacist, or a perfumer, if you will. They're building this wall. Yeah, they were blessed to build it. And it, and it stood until 70 A.D., until 70 A.D., when it was destroyed again. Uh, but so these are the types. So I, you might think of that now uh, sitting at a keyboard all day, working in that, in that manner, which is what I do, done for years. Before that, I was in accounting, 
So I did a lot of accounting numbers and so forth. I'm not out, I'm not certainly not building houses, walls and all, but I've had to force myself. Uh, I'd rather have someone else do it at this point in my life, but some things you do, you do that. Sometimes you learn. At some time along the lines, I realized that it actually made it easier to read the instructions that came with that. That, there's, that you no know, extra charge for that. Read the instructions for that makes it so much easier. Uh, but and and certainly God's word instructions on this, uh, they'd better follow. And Nehemiah, their leader, he's right in there with them, building these. Uh, and the, the priesthood and, and, and all these families. Uh, so apothecaries and, and goldsmith. Then verse 12 uh, speaks of the son of uh, Holoshesh, the ruler of the half part of Jerusalem. He and his daughters. So whether or not if you assume, oh, I guess he didn't have any sons to help or... Maybe his sons are out there as well, or it just says that his daughter. So if you take that literally, then he had only daughters, and they helped. They were in there building this wall. Now, how experienced were they or those, uh, those druggists or goldsmiths in building the wall? But they did it, and it stood. It stood. Uh, These are the groups of people, and, and, and again, I believe it shows us, and I'll go to the New Testament in 1 Corinthians in a moment, I'll bring this together, but shows us all the, the, the diversity of people and officials and uh, 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 workers and, and the careers and all that they had that built this wall, that section, in 52 days, and it all, it all held together. And the other thing is that, that these did not, uh, so, so uh, these daughters or those apothecaries or goldsmiths, they didn't go down the, down the wall and say, well, they're not quite doing that right. Let me, let me do it. No, they, they, they did their own. Now, uh, I think of that, but no, we're supposed to help one another, certainly. And we do that. It talks about uh, the, uh, uh, the older, uh, the elder of the women teaching the younger women on things in the church and all. Same with the men. And all you learn things, and all I'm not throwing that out. But and then uh, the 20th verse, I believe this is the only place in this chapter. It he uses the word earnestly. It says um, he Baruch uh, earnestly repaired the other piece from the turning of the wall under the door of the house of Eliashib, the high priest. So he worked uh, earnestly. They had to if this was going to com- be completed in 52 days. Uh, and then in the next few verses, it mentions against over against their house, over against their house, to the end of the house of Eliashib. So they're right; they're, their houses are right here. It's against this wall. Uh, they finished this in fifty-two days. They built the walls of Jerusalem, uh, and and because they did as God told them, these are the people. Remember that that uh, in Jeremiah when he prophesied they had they had done wickedness and they were punished seventy years they were in bondage in in, in Babylon and all and they're back now they're, uh, 
they were they were those that were children of God before the bondage, during and after. They're all children of God. And that didn't change, but they're doing the work that they they were called to do. And Nehemiah, this 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 prophet and this leader here, and then the priesthood and all. Uh, they're being God, and they did what all they. And you can go count the people. I didn't do that. I'm sure you can search for that on the internet. How many people assisted in building the wall according to the Bible? And you can find you can find anything, any number. Always check that by God's word. The number of people that it doesn't matter to me. That's not my point. I've never preached out of this third chapter before, but that's not the point. It's the the miracle of working together here. And we'll see, uh, and then as I close out, Lord willing, in Psalm, uh, we'll see uh, how that happened. In, uh, now in uh, 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, 1 Corinthians. Um, and this this somewhat describes those people. Keep keep all that in the third chapter of Nehemiah in your mind. But uh, the twelfth verse it says, "For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ." And he talks about whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, uh, and have uh, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Think of all those people, all those families uh, that uh, that worked on that wall. So, so we bring it through here. Now, I'm going to jump to the uh, 20th verse. But now are they many members, but yet but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. They're necessary. Does it seem more feeble? Even... At it's uh, some of these things that God brings out in His Word uh, amaze me. Those which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Then He moves on. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given one, uh, given more abundant honor to that part which is lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. So we have, and, and, and think of that wall, and all those families, people, uh, professions, that we're building that successfully in that short amount of time and then bring it to the church today. We have that. We have. So if I need help with something, uh, and I, well, who, who at church has this? And I think, I think of the, the finance, uh, real estate, uh, uh, mortgage-type 
information and all. Who might I go to? Well, everyone's had some experience. A lot of, well, not everyone. A lot of people have had experience of that. But I know uh, the Gartmans both have a lot of experience. You go and get the information. What if I need help doing something physically and on something specific? Well, I, I go get it. The members of that body, you, you need one another in that. You need one another. Now, I'm going to close, though, in, in Psalm 122. Psalm 122, and still thinking of this body with the many members and, and all those that uh, built, rebuilt, repaired the wall. Psalm 122, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house, into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Those gates are the ones that are rebuilt, had to be rebuilt later on. Those gates and the wall, the wall itself around Jerusalem. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact, compact together. They're, they're unified. Those those uh, uh, people that built that wall, they had to be compact together. They had to work, and, and, and God had to bless it. Because if you're starting down here uh, on the, I think of it, looking outward of that sheep gate, and you're, they went west, and so now you're beginning the wall that's attached to that sheep gate, and you're heading toward that fish gate to the west, and you're building your section of the wall, and all you're building, well, someone else is already rebuilding the next section. We see that in that third chapter of Nehemiah. Uh, you're not paying attention to that somehow. And I've seen pictures of either, whether it be train tracks or walls or bridges where they started at each side. You come together. One's over here and one's over here. Something went wrong. They got to they gotta meet. Train track has got to come together and all. That didn't happen. I tell you what, it wouldn't have been 52 days <laughs> had they done anything wrong here. So they, they were blessed in that. But unified, compact together. Whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. So I think of that picture, that image of the, the Jerusalem and the temple and so forth and peace being in there. Wasn't always the case. Even Jesus went into the temple and, and, and threw out the money changers. They had abused the people coming in that sheep gate uh, in, 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 in the money and all. It was a big business. They took money, saved a prophet, gave some to the high priest, kept the other, and then, as we read in Malachi, they offered the sick and la uh, the lame sheep. They'd save the best sheep that were brought in. They'd, they'd save them for themselves. They'd save them. So that's, that's where this uh, took place. Now, in closing, one verse. Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16, verse 3. And I'll close. Commit thy works unto the Lord. 
Commit thy works unto the Lord. That work of the wall, our work today in working together uh, or in, on my job. After we, you know, we, the programming, I, I'm sorry, this is my profession. I don't know if the apothecaries and goldsmiths talked about theirs while they were building the wall. But I'll tell you that if, if you got six programmers working on the same application, the same computer program, and then it all comes together... It's got to all come together. And you now you have meeting after meeting. I know that and, and all. But uh, we commit, be committed to your works. Commit thy works, though, unto the Lord. And what? And what? And thy thoughts shall be established. Commit them to him. Uh, I, should, I hope that I'm, never, I'm not ever working and doing something. I should say, well, from this point forward, I hope that I'm not. And I think, well, oh, I, I can't wait for so and so to see what wonderful work this is. And I'll, no, commit your work and your works unto the Lord. That's what we're to do. And there's no nothing at the end. Therefore, you will then be able to be in heaven. No, Jesus Christ has done that. Committing our works unto the Lord is already having been born again. I tell you what, the, 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 the non-elect and the unregenerate, they're not going to commit their, their works to the Lord. Uh, they only have one purpose in their lives, and it's not under the Lord, but we're to do that. We commit ourselves and uh, in, in, in unity and in peace. May God bless and keep you.